So, this week we're going to read about the uh, about the flood. You all know the story. God saw that mankind wasn't uh, doing what it's supposed to do, and uh, God said He's going to send a flood to destroy all of mankind. And then He told Noah to um, to save himself and his family. And how to do that? God said to um, to, to build a boat, build an ark, and to take into the ark him and his wife and uh, and all of us and uh, all the animals. And sure enough, Noah and his family and the animals are saved. And uh, here we are. That's that's the story we read this week. But we know everything in the Torah is not just a story. Everything in the Torah is a lesson in our lives. And this story is not just the story of Noah, but it's our story. As the Zohar says, um, Zeh Sefer told us Adam, this is the book of the Chronicles of Man. The Zohar says the whole Torah is your story. Your, there's a Noah in you, there's an Avram in you, there's a Sarah in you. And uh, this is very relevant to this time of year because after we finish the holiday season, we get thrown back into all the financial concerns um, and other kinds of things that, that could possibly disturb us, could be like a flood that uh, doesn't let us be the way we're meant to be. As the Torah says, the flood destroyed all the Yakum, all civilization, so too various financial concerns and other concerns, they are the flood that could take away, take away a person's Torah, his prayer, his goodness, it can make a person uh, not be not 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 function, not function what he's meant to be. So this is the flood that we we contend with at this time. Rabbi Shachat of the yeshiva, he said that he never never understood this. It says in the Torah that the um, the purpose of the uh, manna bread coming down um, for forty years in the desert was in order to um, instill in the Jewish people. This, uh, this sense of uh, reliance on Hashem. And one of the reasons why this bread is called uh, bread that afflicts you is because although you, although you had bread for today, you didn't have bread for tomorrow. It just fell for one day. So the question is, why is that a problem? Why does that afflict you? If it happened once, the bread came from heaven, okay, so then you wouldn't know if it would come the next day. But every single day you see the bread coming down from heaven, so why would you be disturbed just because you don't have enough for tomorrow? You know it's going to come down tomorrow. You see it happens every single day. And on Friday it is double. You know, it, you know how the system works. Why would that afflict you? Why is this called, why is it hard to say this bread is vayan chavayavecha, God caused you to be hungry by feeding you this bread? So he said he didn't understand this until he had to raise money to support the yeshiva. <laughs> then, he, then he understood why there's a such a sense of affliction. He says even though he has no idea how the yeshiva survived until now, and every single time Hashem helps, every single situation which is impossible, suddenly Hashem helps, and yet he's still afflicted about tomorrow and the next day. And how is it going to work? And it's impossible. So, um, yeah, so we all can relate to this uh, idea of, of, um, 
um, the flood, the waters. So the Torah says that th- these waters are called the waters of uh, the waters of the Zohar described as waters of Noah, waters of tranquility. The reason they're called waters of tranquility, even though, even though it seems like anything but tranquility, is because this um, these challenges that Hashem sends to us actually serve to purify us. These challenges that, that make us more refined and make us feel more um, reliant on Hashem. But at the same time, while we're going through these um, turbulent waters of concerns and finances, etc., the Torah tells us how to protect ourselves and to, so that we shouldn't get destroyed, so that we shouldn't ruin our lives, chas Hashem, just because of these, um, these issues. So what's the advice Torah gives? As, as Baal Shemta famously said, you need to go into the ark. What does that mean? The ark means the words of Torah and the words of prayer. The word word in Hebrew is teva. Teva is also the word the, the, of the name of the ark. The ark is called a teva. So what do you do when you experience in your life the, the torrential waters of concerns? You need to go into the ark of Torah and prayer. Why does that work? Why does it help? And how do you do it? Let's first understand a little bit more about the flood. There weren't just waters that came from heaven. I'm, there were waters that came from the earth as well. It says, The windows of heaven opened up. It says also, says There was a lot of water coming from the earth. There was water from the heaven, water from the earth. Taking that over to ourselves, there are different kinds of concerns. There are concerns you could have because of your own personal um, needs from the earth, earthy things that just concern you. And then there is Arubas Hashemayim. You're concerned about your synagogue. You're concerned about your, 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 you are a uh, public servant. You're there to help the community. You're making a school. You're making a shul. You're making a library. It sounds familiar. So you have all these things that, <laughs> all these things are raining down on your head. And, uh, and, and you don't know how to, um, you know, how to contend with them in a way that you'll, you'll, be, you'll be protected. So the Torah's advice is, Rashanta says, go into, not just, not just say words of Torah, not, not just say words of prayer, enter them. And as the Gemara says, going inside the words of Torah doesn't just mean to go in partially, but to go in fully. And how does this help? So the idea of davening is that you um, realize, not just you're saying the words of davening, but that you are totally into it. You're into it in a way that you realize the true reality is Hashem. That's what davening is. Davening is about putting you in touch with something, with, with reality, with the reality of Hashem. Connecting, your, connecting yourself with the true reality. The um, Rebbe Rashab Chassid, whose business was in uh, boots, and the Rebbe Rashab said, I, I've seen people wear boots on their feet, but it's not such a good idea to put your head into the boots. Obviously this guy um, wasn't doing well and he was entering, he wasn't, didn't have the advice of the Baal Shem to be taking to heart this idea of going into the ark, going into the words of prayer. Compare this chassid who was putting his head into the boots to Rabbi Yisrael Rabbi Yisrael the Zohar says when he would eat he would have the food on the table and while the food was on the table, you know what he would do? He would say, Hashem, please give me food. Why is he asking for food? The food's on the table. But the Rabbi Yisri said, until I get it from Beis Malka, until I get it from Hashem, it's not here. Every single moment, as Baal Shantiv says, Hashem is recreating the world out of nothing. Every single thing in the world is not um, naturally here. 
It's only here because God makes it here. Because the world is created out of absolute nothingness. And the, there's nothing that keeps the world here except for Hashem's words. So although Hashem created the world a moment ago, if Hashem wouldn't recreate the world again, the world would stop to exist. If the world were to be something from something, like a table created from wood, so once the, once the table is formed, so the table could, um, table could stand. But because the world is created absolute, from absolute nothingness, it's a godly energy, the spiritual energy of Hashem that puts the world into existence. Therefore, it says, Forever, Hashem, your word has to be in the heaven to keep the heaven to exist. And for, if for a moment the, have, the words would, would disappear, the words would go back to their source, Hashem would not say, let there be a sky, then there would be no sky. Therefore, Rabbi Yesi, he, he would dive when the food was on the table. How is he going to, how is he going to eat without, their, without Hashem giving to him right now? So that's what going into davening means. Going into davening means that you're, you're experiencing the truth of Hashem in a real way and that you realize all there is is Him. That's davening. Then there is the second instruction of Hashem to go into the words of prayer. Not just to say the words of prayer, the, the words of Torah. Yeah. What's the Torah? Thank you, Ramu. What's the words? Of, well, what's Torah? So it says about the Torah. Oops. Hashem says about the Torah, Anochi. The first word Hashem used when He gave us the Torah was, "I am the Lord your God." The word Anochi is an acronym for the words Ano Nafshik I, my soul, I wrote it and I gave it. Hashem put His whole soul in Torah. So when we're learning Torah, we're not just learning Torah. We're, we are connecting with Hashem Himself. As we say every day in davening, three times a day, With the light of your face, you have given us, Hashem our God, the Torah of life. So what? you've given us, you've given us Torah. Why is it you've given us Hashem our God? With the light of your face, you have given us, Hashem our God, the Torah Why does it add those words again? We know who we're talking to. The answer is, is that when Hashem gives us the Torah, in the Torah is He gives us Himself. With the Torah, when you learn Torah, you're not just learning information. You're connecting yourself with Hashem Himself. So, it says in the Mishnah Pekiyavis, we learned a few weeks ago, it says, Who is wise? He who could see the outcome. Who is wise? He who could see the result. Everyone knows the result. But the wise man is someone who could picture right now what's going to happen in five minutes as a result of his actions. Therefore, he makes decisions based, based on the outcome. So spiritually... The Al-Rebbe says, what, what is the meaning of, no, of seeing the outcome? It means seeing how Hashem is creating the world out of nothingness. Seeing how Hashem is making the world. Seeing the outcome, seeing the birth of creation. That's the wise man, the one who realizes the Yemes. So if we were to daven in that way, so then after we finish davening, we wouldn't um, be flustered by the various things that come our way because we would know what they're meant for. We would know why are we involved in the world? Why do we have to get involved? Because Hashem tells us to. The Mishnah says, I was not created for any other reason but to serve Hashem. And Hashem wants me to serve Him, not just in the shul with Torah and prayer, but also outside the shul. So, so by the davening, gives the Jew the sense, even after davening, that what he's doing, why he's doing, it's all part of the service of Hashem, and it's all with Hashem, he's not going by himself. He's going, the, the davening gives you the sense of, of nothing besides, besides Hashem. And that, that allows you to make the right decisions. You don't get, get um, overwhelmed by the material things you're involved in. And you need to Torah as well, because Torah, again, is not just 
it's not only that when you learn Torah, it's, it's connecting to Hashem, because Torah is Hashem, the older, older Torah is, is Hashem. Torah is the one with the giver of Torah. Torah is godly, but not just that. When you learn Torah, you learn the instruction of Hashem in the world. You learn what does Hashem want you to do. And, and because you're focused on what Hashem wants, and you're focused on Hashem, so that th- those moments of Torah and prayer, they inspire the rest of the day so that you're in the boat. And so although the water comes, you're not, you're not drowned by the water. Contrary, as the Alter Rebbe says, the water lifts the boat. It's actually the opposite. Instead of the water sinking your boat, because you are engaged in all these things, that it makes your prayer and your Torah study more meaningful. You, you, you really cherish the time you have to learn in the and as a result of the, being involved in, in, in material. In the material. Material makes you cherish, absence makes the heart go fun, it makes you love your davening, love your Torah more. So that's how the symbiotic relationship between, how it's meant to be, between Torah and prayer and, uh, and, and our engagement with the world. That our Torah and prayer are meant to be the boat that protects us. The Torah adds something here. The Torah says, Noach, Hashem tells him, don't just go in the boat yourself, you should also go in with your wife, also go in with your family. The Rebbe Rashab said that just like it's a mitzvah to put on film every day, so too it's a mitzvah to think about the education of your family and, think, and see if they're going in the way that you are, that they're meant to go. Uh, you're supposed to spend time every day. The uh, Rebbe Rashab compares the mitzvah of tefillin to this thought process because when you put on tefillin, you're supposed to dedicate your heart and mind to Hashem. And so too, the, the way you think about your family is supposed to be in a way that, it, that, that your heart and mind is involved. You're not just like, oh, I have to do something. Let me check off another thing I'm supposed to do today. So to think about my family. Rabbi Baruch Duchman was here a little while ago, and he said that his great-grandfather writes in Shema Ma'izim, when you say the words, Elokei Olam, God of the world, with your great mercy, have mercy on us. When you say those words, you're supposed to think about your family. So, once you, you can't forget this because, because once you start, you just like, you think about your family in a way you care, so it just stays with you. You will not forget. I've, I've just altered the course of your davening for the rest of your life. Elokei, Elam, God of the world, you have to think about your family. So, that's a mitzvah um, of thinking about your, of educating your family every day. It's, it's not just to think about it in a passing way, but you can put on film to dedicate your heart and mind. And just like the Torah says this is true regarding your, your own family, the, the word wife in Kabbalah and Hasidus refers to those who receive from you, those who learn from you. So, and the, the Mishnah says, you have to have as many students as you can. If, you're, if you only have a thousand students, and if you have a thousand and one, that's not called Harvey. Because have many students, mm-hmm. as many as you can. So if you see a Jew, a Jew does not have a set time to study Torah. Jew is not keeping, let's say, as a set time for studying Torah at 11 o'clock. And it's not happening. So uh, you have to reach out to them and say, hey, get on the boat. Get on the boat. Um, and this, uh, this um, activity of reaching out to other people and inspiring them to get in the boat is something that's critical for our own protection in the boat. The Gemara says... If God will not help us, we will not be able to overcome the challenges that He gives us. Without God's assistance. How do you get God's assistance? So the Torah says, When Noah went in the boat, although he worked in the boat for 100 years and more, but, in, but what happened is, is God had to seal it. Without God sealing the boat, it wouldn't work. That means 
That means with all of the effort a human being makes, he needs, God, he needs God's assistance. And the way to receive God's assistance is by helping others. As the mission, as the Gemara says, on the Ashiv Rosh Nifkoshu Meir When a poor man and a rich man meet, God causes the light of their eyes to shine. God illuminates the light of their eyes. That means that more, as the Gemara says, the rich man does for the poor man, the poor man does for the rich man. This is true spiritually. You help another person out spiritually, so then you are, um, you're, you're, you are being helped more. So in order to successfully go on the boat, the way it works is, is by getting, helping others. Everyone got on the boat as well. And there's one more point. Torah doesn't just say to put the, um, your family on the boat. Torah says put, put the um, animals on the boat. Whatever happens in the world that you know about, it's going to get destroyed. We have a responsibility to put this on the boat, to save and elevate whatever we can to godliness. If you think that whatever what you know about has no connection to you, it's the opposite of divine providence. Since Hashem guided your life, that you know about something, this thing exists, so, and you know that without your effort, it's going to get destroyed. You know that without you doing something, it's, not, it's going to get lost. It's certain that there's something that it's, it's the reason Hashem brought that into your life is because you could do something. So, what happens then? Torah says, teva, go into the ark. On the surface, it's just talking about the shape of the boat. It has to be an ama, it has to be on top, um, an ama, a two feet, a uh, like sort of a um, pointy top. So the word ama is an acronym for the words, our God, the king of the world. So by going into the words of Torah, by cherishing the words of Torah, and going into them, this causes that you feel, you feel God assisting you. And know, how do you feel God assisting you? That that not only does God give you the blessing, but as the Baal Shem Tov says, He gives you the vessel to receive the blessing. It's not only that God gives you His blessing, we have to figure out how to receive it in this world. Okay, God gives me a blessing, but I need to find the means to receive it. But by entering the words of Torah, entering the words of prayer, that causes, and by helping others to get on the boat as well, that causes that the Abishter blesses your material things in your life in a way that not only do you have the blessing of Hashem, but He, he guides you to find the right way to receive His blessing. Until we reach the point where God says, I'll put my rainbow in the cloud. The Gemara says that the word kashti, which means rainbow, also means something connected to me. That means that this, the Gemara is alluding to how the, the, uh, the coming of Mashiach, that the world becomes a home for Hashem. Uh, the rainbow represents the revelation of Galilee that will happen, Mashiach will come, and the, uh, the preparation for the coming of Mashiach is to feel how Hashem's assistance that Hashem is our God the King of the world we feel divine assistance in our lives so um, yeah there's a way to do it by the way this teaching we just shared there are quotes here um, the previous Rebbe shared this with the, with the Rebbe once and uh, the Rebbe quoted this, this teaching this teaching is like a diamond this teaching is a diamond it's a special special teaching 
that uh, by, by going into the words of Torah and prayer, the, the, the previous Shabbat could describe it as a teaching from God, a teaching that comes from heaven, a teaching that, that he received from the lower level of Ganev. Uh, I guess we're not privy to the upper levels. Either way, so this, is, this teaching is a very, very powerful idea. That by going to the words of Torah and prayer and helping others, you see divine assistance, and, this, and, and, and you're able to make the material in your life to be a vessel for godliness until we'll see it happen when Sheikh comes, it'll be overtly clear to us the Hashem's uh, presence and everything. Any questions or comments? Okay. Thank you. Um, the, the Rebbe said this teaching is like a diamond. But the previous Rebbe said this, this teaching comes. Let me tell, let me tell, let me tell you a teaching from the lower level of the name. Okay.